2: Challenge Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 276, Episode 2 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, Stay production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it's Wednesday. It sure is. February 22nd, 2023. My name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. your own personal... Plumpers, someone the Baja Blast, someone with ass, reach out and touch Joel's. That is Kirstie Lagroni on the Discord. Yeah, reference to my plump thighs, my my big ass, my Baja Blast's affection, and reach out and touch Jaws, or as it's pronounced by my Philly cousins, Joel's. Like the the plural of Joel. Jackie, still into Joel's. Anyways, we're thrilled to be joined in our second seat by a very talented writer, comedian, and podcast host of the Bechdel cast. She has the most anagrammable name in the
4: English language. It's Caitlin Durante! Woo, it's me! And here's a song I'm about to sing. Yeah. <laughs> when the living room's full of a Lego ship's hole, that's Durante. Woo. And that is courtesy of at Fresh Frankie on Twitter. That
3: was beautiful. I mean, there were mm-hmm. there were even like flourishes, little vocal runs in there. That was beautiful.
4: I really gave the performance of a lifetime. I'm glad you <laughs>
3: noticed. You just blacked out. Yeah, your eyes rolled back in your head when you were singing that. My nose is bleeding. It's yeah, it was a full thing. <laughs> Amazing. Did you complete the Titanic? Lego,
4: Lego uh,
3: ages ago. Ages ago. All right. Ages we're all out ago. of the loop here uh, in various <laughs> ways, but congratulations thank to you, you. And yes, that, uh, that, that and song is family. a reference to... <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs>
4: that song is a reference to the fact that I did buy the Lego Titanic, I, I don't know, structure and spent weeks putting it together. Mm-hmm. And it now... It was on my living room floor for a while. Now it's on my bedroom Floor because I don't have any place to actually put it.
3: Yeah, it's like a mat, it's massive. It's, it's huge, it's the size of a bathtub. It really is. <laughs> Would you like an extra bathtub? I wouldn't know what to do with that. Anyways, uh, congratulations. Thank you. We are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of the funniest stand-up comics in the world. You know her oh, from wow. TV podcasts. You can see her headlining at theaters near you if you check her website for dates before they sell out because uh, a couple of them are sold out. Please welcome one of your favorite guests, one of our favorite guests. It's
5: Amy Miller. Oh, an intro so nice hello 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 everybody hello I mean. apologies if you can hear this cat screaming i can't some of the tour dates it might you
0: be mentioned. in your head
5: <laughs> yeah no you'll see <laughs> i'm gone a lot and i get punished this way when i'm home my cat yeah. just screams at me She yells at you yeah oh. whatever she'll Life get get over it you know what i mean what do you want to be taken care of <laughs> cats take care of themselves didn't <laughs> you? People you say that <laughs>
3: that is the contract that we have with cats i got uh, the one no...
5: needy one
3: that's right all right well amy it's great to have you back we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment first we we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things that we're talking about today there was a new uh, report from like the gold standard of teen mental health and they were like man kids are not doing well right now young teenage women gay and lesbian teenagers are like really struggling and they're th- so this came out like a week and a half ago uh last week the atlantic's like hot shit new columnist came through with like his take on it and i just thought it was very emblematic of how the mainstream media is dealing with like my, my overall thesis is that this probably has something to do with like climate change and the mm-hmm. fact that there is a ongoing apocalypse happening and we're just like kind of all agreeing to ignore pretending it pretending it's not there yeah <laughs> And he like gives it a single sentence. He's like, some climate activist thinks it, think it might be climate change, but then like goes on to a bunch of other like wild theories. So I just wanted to talk about that. Putin tore up the nuclear treaty. I was not up on where we were with the nuclear treaty. So I will catch you guys up on what that all means in case you weren't up on it either.
5: Why weren't you up on it? What, what have you been doing?
3: It's really, it's a question that needs to be asked. (laughs) What the fuck is my problem? (laughs) Um, We'll talk about, we might talk about some movies, some Knock at the Cabin. uh,
4: Nice. Mm, I know about movies.
3: You do know about movies. That's really all
4: I know about.
3: So, Knock at the Cabin came out a couple weeks back. I don't think it's like a certified blockbuster, but it did reach number one at the box office. So... Like Bafo ish B.O. and uh, some people people have pointed out that it seems to that there are some potentially problematic ideas in there. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about the problematic
4: ideas some. in a movie. Never in a heard movie of it.
3: by M. Night Shyamalan, which <laughs> usually my philosopher king
5: <laughs> in a horror film.
3: I know <laughs> that's what. Well, that's kind of my point: is that like, do we like horror films have Like, you you can't be like, well, The Exorcist is promoting the satanic panic, even though it did. But, like, I'm still I still want to live in the world where The Exorcist exists, probably. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about maybe that new Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Let's just talk horror movies. I just saw
4: Ant-Man. Oh, shit. Well, And we're going to talk about about (laughs)
3: Ant-Man. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. We will be talking about Ant-Man.
5: Magic Mike, not a horror film.
3: And did did you guys see Magic Mike? The, oh, the wearing... opposite of,
5: of horror. I felt saw Magic delight, Mike.
3: Delightful film.
5: In my loins, I felt delight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
3: good. We're we're giving it a th- thumbs oh. way up.
5: Oh three, yeah, three They're thumbs all good, up, Jack. My, yeah. what do you? You can't go wrong. I know. <laughs> what are we looking for?
3: <laughs> Before we get to any of that shit, though, Amy, we like to ask our guests what is something from your search <laughs> history.
5: I like that you call the rest of your show shit.
3: Any of that bullshit. <laughs> That's
5: good. Real professional stuff. Uh, Thanks yeah, for tuning totally. in again. <laughs> Before
3: we get to all the bullshit. <laughs> yeah.
5: um, let's see. Well, this weekend I'll be in Oregon. My Portland show is sold out, but there's still some tickets for Salem. And if you're crazy, McMinnville, a lovely little town, you can go Ooh. to a winery and then see some comedy. Um, okay. Yeah both about an hour outside portland so got you guys covered um and then a couple weeks i'll be in alameda in the east bay at the alameda comedy club and then i have a new clip up on youtube i haven't seen it because i don't want to look at the comments but i hear it's great (laughs) so you should watch it give it a thumbs up i did it i was at the show so i i remember it but uh, yeah. Give it a thumbs up. Maybe leave a nice comment if I don't know. I don't know what's That's going on idea. over there, but yeah. And my whole special is up on YouTube too. If you want to see more, and go. go to amymillercomedy dot com for dates. I say
3: moi. Mm-hmm. If you want to see moi, <laughs> if
5: you want to see moi, mm-hmm. come see me. So your search live. history
3: is just Amy Miller stuff. Yeah, I was
5: gonna- <laughs> <laughs> no, I've gotten so much better. I'm really growing up. I can't I just can't be bothered with what people are. Although I was on the New York Times TikTok yesterday. I okay. uh, well, I, sure. I have to encourage people to see this because it's maybe the dumbest piece of media about comedy I've ever seen in my life. Like it's just about what water bottles people have on stage. It's like no, the most that's inane hard.
4: That's hard hitting journalism <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about
5: And then I did read some of those Comments because you know TikTok comments Are hilarious a lot of the time Like even if you're getting roasted you're like These kids are so Fucking funny um, <laughs> But you know there were people that Were just like why aren't people re- using Reusable water bottles I'm like I I just took the bottle That they handed me at the taping right. I didn't right. like call ahead to Comedy Central, like, I'm going to need a clean canteen on stage. Yes. It's just, it's the most insane thing. It's literally just about water and comedy.
3: Mm-hmm. Dude, Are they trend chasing? Or are they like a oh, or... I, I feel
5: like they just like gave one kid, like, a TikTok assignment and he was like, what about this? Right. It's like, he doesn't know anything about stand-up, but he just noticed that we have water bottles sometimes. <laughs> And... Has, a,
3: has a bottled water company ever reached out to you and been like, <laughs> we would love you to influence for on our behalf? Because that no. does <laughs> kind of makes sense. It seems like in the, <laughs> the advertising community falling down on the job.
5: Yeah, maybe it's happened to other people. I might not be famous enough. Or according to this piece, I don't drink enough water maybe. Because they do clip <gasps> out like the Robin Williams special where he has like 17 bottles of water on the- stage and they're like some comedians move around a lot and they get really thirsty i'm not exaggerating this piece by the way (laughs) but i don't move at all so i think one bottle is probably good for the whole half hour (laughs) there you go i don't know it's wild you have to go check it out
4: i mean no wonder these these teens are so depressed about climate change because all these comedians are not using reusable water bottles they're just Drink, chugging 17 bottles of water on stage, throwing yeah. them away and and look what I'm it's done saying, to our planet. you
5: know
3: I came great? here for a good time, Amy, <laughs> not to watch you destroy the planet Earth.
5: Well, what's wild is in the last six months I've been doing a new bit about plastic bottles and I'm like, ooh, you caught me you caught me too early with this clip. let me let's do a follow up in a couple months when that's when that's been taped. Hmm. so wild.
3: The New York Times TikTok needs to get up on their shit. I'm disappointed they're, in they're them. They're
5: really trying.
3: <laughs> what is something you think is overrated?
5: Oh, talking about gut health. I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. Okay. I I'm doing my best, but like you know, I think my gut's okay. But I had a friend tell me that now the new thing is like we're brushing our teeth too much, and he okay. was like, "Yeah, you have to like brush and floss like once a day," and I was like. Nope, I don't. I'm gonna keep can keep three times, and if I shit more, that's fine. It's just an I can't do it. I'm how so tired that,
4: of it Well, how does that relate to gut health? We're like swallowing he, too much toothpaste accidentally.
5: No, he said like like constantly removing the healthy bacteria from our mouths, which is like the first part of the digestive process. <gasps> Is somehow having a negative effect on gut health? I said, I can't. I don't care. I can't care. I'm like, right. I want to have teeth. I don't know. Yeah. You it's gotta just choose. gone too far. You got to
3: choose. Listen, we yeah, were also yeah. at a
5: birthday party, so let's just say that I don't want to talk yeah. about gut health at a birthday party. Just it stop. Is, it
3: does seem to be the thing <laughs> that everyone has clinged on has decided is the most interesting, like health health trend to talk about i know
5: health. it's bizarre and it's and like sometimes it
3: involves like poop transfusions and, stuff, yeah. and why yes. also people that. don't want to talk about it bur- at birthday parties
4: speak for yourself no. okay nice. i had an entire birthday party dedicated to poop transfusions
5: yeah caitlin has good theme parties thank you
3: <laughs> what is something you think is underrated amy
5: Oh, I'm getting really back into reading books. Do you not, do you guys do this? It's really lovely. <laughs> I think um, I've, heard I've of been these. reading books, sitting down, throwing my phone into the other room and just like reading a book.
4: <laughs> that's very
3: dramatic. <laughs> I like it though. <laughs> it has
5: like this whimsical, like, you know, childlike feeling to it because that's the last time that I read books all day. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a lot. Yeah. I guess not. Maybe college. Yeah. It's been really nice. Get out there. There's just some great fiction. And, you know, you can just escape.
1: <laughs> yeah.
5: Books. I got wow. so much more Everybody. interested
3: in books. Like right <laughs> when I graduated, I was like, I think there was just like some internal part of me it was like, you can't tell me what to do. Like, i oh, like, oh, yeah. Right. And then like I started after reading college, all the books that I had like skipped right after college
5: it was the same way, yeah.
3: Books are delightful. Children's books in particular are very whimsical. I've, oh, I've they're so easy been... to read. I love I know. <laughs> children's books. I'm tearing through like one, <laughs> two of these things a, a week. <laughs> <laughs> I you love know?
5: reading aloud to children. It's one of my favorite things. Like if I'm babysitting it's or so hanging fun. out with my friend's kids, I'm like, I'll read it. <laughs> the they're easiest like, audience. Why is this lady you went to college with putting me to bed? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, so I can drink wine and not do it? And I'm like, once upon a time. like, chill.
3: <laughs> you even do a voice for the narrator? <laughs> you have <got> to. <laughs> That's just the normal part.
5: I read, yeah. I read the dedications and everything. You gotta. Mm, you got
3: About it. the author. You got <laughs> yeah. yeah. This book is actually copyrighted in 1983. Uh, yeah. Before even I was alive. Anyways. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about teen anxiety and why it certainly can't be caused by climate change.
1: We'll be right back. Zach gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS?
6: That happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: And we're back. And this guy, Derek, thompson Derek thomas is like kind of the new hot shit like malcolm gladwell type guy in that he talks exactly like malcolm gladwell and also <laughs> is like a beloved counterfactualist uh he has like a podcast on the ringer network
5: i thought you were gonna say hard. <laughs> below <you> hard
3: <laughs> beloved. <laughs> uh, beloved by many not necessarily me but There's this study that came out that is very troubling and is all about the extreme emotional trauma and, you know, distress that young teenagers are in. It's worse with young women and young gay people, but it's still like boys are headed in the wrong direction, like straight boys are headed in the wrong direction. But he I I did not I was not aware that this is an update to a past article he had written, but he's like, all right, so. Last time I wrote about this, I blamed it on phones and social media. And <laughs> there is some science that seems to indicate that's actually not the problem. And then there's like he even gives space to like conservative perspectives, letting like claiming that letting LGBTQ trans people were not like consulted for these statistics. So he keeps referring to LGBTQ people letting them identify instead of like hide their sexual orientation is like causing the problem. He's like, I don't adhere to that. But this is like what conservatives like. So he's like putting all these different like and there's this part of the conversation. There's this part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. But I want to read you the entirety of the climate change thing. Uh, He says some psychologists point to social media, whereas others blame school shootings. Others chalk it up to changes in parenting Climate change activists say it's climate change. Atlantic writers like me blather on about the decline of physical world interaction. So it's just the climate change activists say it's climate change as the whole, is the entirety of the climate <laughs> change portion. He does link off to an article that is pretty wild. It's in National Geographic, and it's like, yeah, we talked to 10,000 young people and they all expressed like the majority of them expressed the position that humanity is doomed. Like <laughs> which that seems like a big that that seems like a big deal. That, well that, yeah. That's been introduced into the into the equation over the past couple decades.
5: Right. Why won't he consider that it's several major factors? And also like one big factor that there is I mean, maybe a positive effect of social media is like having being able to have a conversation about mental health that maybe like teenagers wouldn't have had you know, 30 years ago or whatever, because now people are more comfortable being like, I'm sad or I feel anxious, you know? Right, he
3: does mention that. Yeah, he gets into, (laughs) like, all all possibilities. Like, he does say it could be a stew of all these things, but, like, all possibilities are brought up and explored, like the one you were just talking about, that, like, you know, people have better vocabulary to express these emotions. But the one that, like, is just a quick... (laughs) aside is climate change. And it, it just feels <laughs> like that is, th- has to be like the biggest, it shouldn't be like a side conversation. It <laughs> should be the main point, like that these kids are living through a world that we know is being poisoned every day. And like every day, the people in charge do nothing about it. So like there's this nihilistic perspective and like functional like, worldview of, like, how the world exists and, and, like, the jobs they're supposed to get. Like, it's easier to get a job that helps that system continue to pollute the globe, you know? Like, it's it's just a <laughs> like you're living in a broken society. I feel like, yeah, it makes sense that you would be struggling with anxiety and depression. Be so and...
4: depressed that it's like the planet you're living on will not sustain life in some amount of years and maybe while you're still alive. Like, (laughs) humans invented religion to deal with our own mortality. So, like, imagine kids being like, oh, wow, my mortality is, like, so much more imminent than (laughs) the generations before me because the planet that we're on is, like, is just suffering (laughs) so drastically well, and it feel,
5: yeah and it feels personal to them i imagine because well, it's yeah. like we had the information and then still like brought did nothing. them here like <laughs> yeah for uh, like with a certain amount of you know years under your belt you're like well i actually did this too i've contributed to it you know we're all part of the problem and if you're a kid you're like wait they knew because our parents didn't like pay attention or care mm-hmm. you know right um so it probably just i mean yeah i'd be I'd be pissed. But yeah. there is also a large factor of just, like, additionally, they're teenagers, and it's fucking horrible to be a teenager.
3: Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a, it is, it is like, ty- over time, like, it seems to be getting worse to be a teenager is, like, the thing that he's trying to explain in this article. And, yeah, it, it does seem like the... I mean, the article he links off to, for his, like, quick aside, and, like, that's what... I, I do frequently wonder like how much of this is them just like not wanting that. They're just like, well, yeah, it's climate change. But like, what are we going to do about that? And so they just like kind of leave it as an aside rather than write the whole article about it. But like, yeah, the the, the article that actually like delves into climate anxiety among young people, like they're talking about how they're like, yeah, our teachers keep being like and you're generation are going to solve it for us and he's like that doesn't make me feel good you guys that's that makes me stressed out that you guys are just kind of leaving this one up to us and also we're the ones who are dealing with the consequences like you know also
4: by the time they could even like the the young this young generation i I sound so these young kids by the time they could do anything to enact any kind of change. I feel like it'll—it's already too late, but it'll be very too late by then. Right. So I, thanks
3: to a world, <laughs> thanks to a world that they exist in, where it's just like the status quo is like. Ah, uh, but the real thing we need to talk about is your anxiety with regards to this. <laughs> Instead, like even even the National Geographic article like frames the thing as like, what do we do about? climate anxiety <laughs> it's like... yeah we
5: need some more teenage geniuses you gotta step it up kids because we need you to start working on this now mm-hmm. yeah. if you don't want to wait to fix climate change until you're an adult then guess what hit those books again yeah. reading right yeah. mm-hmm. it's fundamental <laughs>
4: Yeah, crack open the Paddington books and really learn about. Get
5: some test tubes or whatever. How you do science? Elephant
4: piggy books.
5: A lab coat. Some goggles and start working on it. Listen you know to us. what's sad taking is taking
3: it seriously. Okay? <laughs> they are,
4: they are working on it.
3: <laughs> yeah, this podcast is giving them the most anxiety. <laughs> Just like, do they think this is helping? Do they no, think this po- this, is...
4: this is an escape. We're we're helping them forget. Yeah. laughter is the best medicine for people and for the planet. Right. <laughs> planet medicine. mm Hmm.
3: I've heard a lot of people recently, like, make fun of the phrase gaslighting because it's now come to mean any form of, like, misleading someone, you know, like, mm-hmm. tricking has, like, gaslighting has come come to replace just all lies. Deceit. <laughs> Lying. Yeah, deceit. But I think that... It's probably, like, I think there's probably some pressure, like, being put on that phrase from the fact that, like, the big overarching, like, major lie that we're all existing under is just this, like, broad-scale gaslighting where, like, people in charge are like, yeah, things are bad, we get it, and we're like, man, somebody should do something, and they're like, totally... And then they just like don't do anything. They just like steer into the fucking spiral. And it's yeah, it's it is I I would understand why everything everyone feels like they're in a constant state of being gaslit.
2: Mm
5: Mm-hmm. It really Uh, bummed me out.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I I hope
5: you're not who's gaslighting you? Who's
3: gas yeah. I I just I I hope that like people get better at
5: gaslighting
3: get better at gaslighting so that we don't have to deal with this thing so that no one recognizes
5: just... it yeah the term or... is overused I think because people are bad at it like right. if you're really excellent at gaslighting they don't notice that's yeah. the whole point <laughs> when you're
3: really good at gaslighting you don't even notice that <laughs> a thing has happened <laughs> But even, like, treating the anxiety over climate change as a, like, a mental health condition to treat feels like expert-level gaslighting, you know? Yeah, there's always "Ah."
5: this idea that we can't treat two things at once. Like, that's what's so wild. Right. We could just, like, fix several things simultaneously, maybe, or start trying.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about good news. Vladimir Putin has decided to tear up the nuclear treaty. Um, Woo.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
5: Just to set this up, did you see the cl- clip of? Maybe you guys covered it on another show of Trump calling it the other N word. No, <gasps> no, I don't think I did. Oh, it's pretty, pretty incredible. Like
3: <laughs> but it was it was during his essentially the like Russian State of the Union speech he also like it's interesting because like if you look at the whole speech he's also like doing a lot of spending a lot of time blaming the west for quote making pedophilia the norm in their lives and like same-sex marriage and like just all the shit that is like talking points on fox news already like i Mm -hmm. guess i knew that there was a overlap between fox news because because like in the war effort and the ramp up to war they were using like Tucker carlson clips but it it seems like it's like a real core part of his argument for why they should like go to war with the entire west is like a bunch of fox news talking points which is cool
4: cool yeah yeah
3: (laughs) so most consequentially he announced that russia is suspending their participation in the new start which is the last remaining nuclear arms control treaty between Russia and the U S which it seems like the major component of the treaty is that both countries are permitted to conduct, conduct inspections of each other's weapon sites. But apparently that hasn't been happening since before the pandemic. So I don't know. Some people are saying, so really like this doesn't fundamentally change the facts on the ground so much, but I don't think anyone thinks it's a good sign but things are like headed well, in the right direction. <laughs> anyone? I don't think anyone thinks that except Caitlin. Caitlin, take it away.
0: Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> counterpoint. Don't no to over this, okay?
4: <laughs> I was going to say that um, you know just add that to the list of things that teenagers should be anxious and depressed about. Are you know impending yeah. nuclear war? <laughs>
3: But we had this. I mean, this was the this is what we we, at least I did back in the like eighties. The my first memories took place in a took place in a world where like Russia supposedly had like a globe-ending number of nuclear weapons pointed at whatever you know city you were in. So Mm -hmm. I, the yeah, I don't know. But so I on that one, I'm gonna give it a. Big toughen up, kids. Because we've been deal- <laughs> dealing with this forever.
4: Yeah, this is old news. Okay. Yeah. yeah,
5: and we wore those plaid shirts in high school too. Okay? So yes. you didn't come up with this shit. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like... I don't know. I'm always comforted by... <laughs> this is probably very wrong, but... Just a, like human beings thirst for for wealth. <laughs> like, I just am like... I don't sure. know. I, I. It's always like <laughs> made me think nuclear war won't happen because right. I just think everyone wants to keep staying alive and getting money and running our pedophile rings.
3: Right. Exactly. Um, Profitable. Also uh, yeah. known
5: as Hollywood. What? Thank you wasn't Whoa. that weird that I always what? sort of agree with them, like right. <laughs> <laughs> the Fox News like pedophilia paranoia. I'm like. I mean, kind of. Well, you know look what at I the mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish that they would police it a little more on their side, but mm-hmm. yeah, plenty of yeah. a... Yeah, they,
3: a few weeks ago, the State Department said Russia was already violating the treaty, and Russia countered that the U.S. were the ones violating the treaty. So it sounds you like did it. <laughs> it sounds like it's at a mature <laughs> place the conversation. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. I did have the thought because i guess xi jinping is traveling to moscow to like i who knows what but i think people's biggest fear is like a world war where china and russia join sides and the you know neo neocon neoliberal position on that has always been like but globalism makes that more unlikely because we all have economic reasons to you know join Join hands and not kill each other's entire population. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I don't and know. And
4: that's a beautiful thing. Just kidding. <laughs> that
3: is such a beautiful thing. <laughs> only kill them over a long period of time slowly <laughs> right. while gaslighting right. them about how we're all in it together.
5: And mm-hmm. literally killing them with gas. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I do also like in this speech that he was like, talked about the gender neutral God. Yeah. That yeah. he's fearing. Welcome. It's
3: totally just right wing talking points from a God, yeah. I can believe in. <laughs> yeah. There we go. So I guess we'll see. That's that's how that's how I'll end that story. <laughs> nice. We'll see. All right, let's take another quick break and we'll be right back.
1: Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: And we're back. And let's talk horror movies, horror films. Sometimes scary feelings feel good in a place like this. I I think we can all agree.
4: (laughs) We come to this place to laugh, to cry, to be scared. (laughs) Thank you. You know, my
5: my boyfriend lives in Omaha. Long story, I'll tell you later. But (laughs) he was visiting L.A., and we went to a movie, and everyone started clapping when Nicole Kidman came on screen. Mm -hmm, And he was like, what the hell is going on? He had never seen it. They don't, like, have a lot. Of, they don't really have um, don't do that AMC, Yeah. in Omaha. Maybe they have one, but it's definitely not, like, an iconic moment in their lives. Yeah. And the entire theater erupted in applause, and he was just like, I don't know. What? This shit's weird out here. <laughs> He's yeah. like, did she die? What? <laughs> Is Nicole Kidman okay? I'm like, no, she's fine. She just, she inspires it's us camp. to watch the movie that we already are here to watch.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: she's
5: what? telling
4: us to come to the movies while we're at the movies and your, we get excited. <laughs> your movie theaters don't have an ad for the movie theater that you're already in. <laughs> right. What? Omaha? Okay.
5: And it's not even for concessions. It's not like, you know, like go get a Coke. Coke's delicious. It's like, come to the movies
4: well yeah, at least the like I already let's did. all go to the lobby that makes <laughs> yeah. sense because it's like because that's how well, that movie rips. theaters make their money is concessions yeah. right but this was just like you're already sitting at this theater about to watch this movie just wanted to remind you <laughs> thanks i'm nicole kidman
5: mm-hmm. yeah i have a sparkly pinstripe suit oh my gosh
4: iconic
5: I know it was the Halloween costume of the season. I
4: feel twenty twenty one. It was. I
5: dressed because as, she
3: is wearing a wig, so like she, you can also complete that part. Famous feels like it. Yeah.
4: I was. I dressed as AMC Theaters for Halloween, and then because I knew that everyone else was going to go as Nicole Kidman, so I could be like, "Hello, I'm like, we can take a picture together because I'm like the counterpart to your <laughs> costume." It I was, was a
5: United Artists theater. <laughs> <laughs> Regal, the whole chain. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs>
4: wow.
3: It's a good thing you guys didn't run into each other. Yeah, we would plan. have had to fight. <laughs> Problems. I feel like that is where we, we talked last week about a couple movies where, like, brands are the new hero. Like, with the new movie mm. that's about the invention of the Air Jordan or the invention of Tetris. Tetris, like, yeah. Just people dressed as the various brands fighting one another, I feel like, is... Probably not too far oh, away.
4: I will write all of those screenplays. <laughs> I am I'm wearing a Chevron
5: t-shirt right now. So I just, yeah. yeah, I love, yeah, we do
4: love brands. It's interesting.
3: Dress for the role you want to play, you know?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: That's it. I am wearing a Titanic. T- I said that's so weird. Titanic t-shirt right now.
3: Did Titan the, uh, you <laughs> yes. are.
4: Oh, you really are. You really, really are, are, Yeah. Am.
3: And it's beautiful. It's a work of beauty. It is the poster. I'm
4: wearing a Caitlyn Gill hoodie. What about a Caitlin Durante hoodie? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell?
3: Get a screen printer. <laughs> the wait, what what was the AMC theater costume? Was it just like the, the logo?
4: The suit. Oh I'm oh, so glad you asked. I can't answer this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a sweatshirt that I already had. I didn't even need to buy it for this costume. A sweatshirt that says somehow heartbreak feels good in a place like this i wore red pants with like i like attached string lights up the sides of the pants to make it be like oh these are like the lights that are illuminating the like stair stairs to like help you see your seat kind of thing and then i taped some candy wrappers to me and then i carried around an amc popcorn bag and soda cup I'll, right. sen- I'll send you a, a photo. In fact, where that was your the MacGuffin?
5: Photo. Is what I wanted.
4: My Ma- well, you mean the MacGuffin's bar? Mm-hmm. I did drink alcohol all night out of my cup, so well, that was kind go. of MacGuffin's bar at AMC theaters.
3: Beautiful. <laughs> so, anyways, movies are a thing. They happen at AMC theaters. One <laughs> such movie that came out. They happen at AMC theaters, and I should say only. AMC theaters. Yes. As of yeah, this this podcast has become a AMC absolutist <laughs> podcast where we don't acknowledge Finally. the existence of any other movie theater. One movie, "Knock at the Cabin," came out fairly recently, the latest in the M Night Shyamalan oeuvre. And this one, I remember seeing the trailer and being like, "Okay, so the twist has to be because so so the premise is." Two men and their daughter are, like, at a cabin in the woods, and they are accosted by a bunch of religious zealots. And Mm -hmm. there is violence against the gay couple, both in, like, as they are, there is, like, this home invasion, but also in, like, flashbacks of, like, Mm -hmm. their life. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, well, certainly the religious zealots can't be right in this movie right like that they, because they're like you have to kill each other to save the world and i'm not gonna spoil it but it does feel like they are correct about a lot of stuff in in the movie and, and that's like, what i've
4: got i haven't seen the movie yet and i might or might not i don't know i'm not i'm not like you know c- clamoring to see his movies anymore yeah but i am curious but it does seem like based on just some context clues from the trailers i've seen it does seem like and the twist is the scary religious zealots who want people to murder each other are that there's something to it (laughs) right (laughs) they might be
0: religious
5: people mad about the movie or they like it Because I feel like we've had these like scary religious zealots in horror films and thrillers forever, and for the most part, Christians don't appreciate it because they're like that's because they're painted as the villains.
4: Um, They're painted as the villain, but I think
3: rarely are they like, and they were right about the the threat that was Mm. coming, right? Like so it. We'll just say the movie actively invites sympathy for these stand-ins for the most dangerous people on the right, nice. uh, although they do claim that the characters being gay has nothing to do with their role in all of this. Sure. They've just been selected by God, but I don't know. On the one hand, it feels very much like that's a that's a weird message to be putting out at a time when America is has this, like soft death cult ta- taking over like mainstream politics for like one of the parties like in QAnon to then mm-hmm. just be like and what if they were right? What if they were right about it all?
4: And that's the beauty of Hollywood, you know.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like a I- There's also, like, the exorcist or Rosemary's baby. I think you could be like, well, those came right before the satanic panic. And that was certainly a bad thing that happened from the right. So maybe it's just, like, the right not being able to handle their shit.
5: Well, also gay couples, you know, more likely to financially be together enough to have a vacation home.
3: Let's be honest. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
5: What You know, not that many average American straight families have...
4: Their own cabin retreat. So that's good right. for them. So that's good representation. So it's just
3: realism. It's just <laughs> yeah. realistic. That's all.
4: My main takeaway from the Knock at the Cabin is that I always think that it's Knock at the Cabin Door. I always think there's there's an extra word to the title and there simply isn't. And I, I feel like they forgot to include that extra It just feels incomplete as a title to me.
3: Yeah. Also, the intruders all met on an online message board, as Super Producer Victor just pointed out. Mm. But
4: yeah, Mm. I, there,
3: yeah, there are certain titles that just like don't sit in my brain. And I refuse, like, I'm like, well, that, that's not anything to do with my brain. That is, they got the title wrong. They
4: messed up.
5: Yeah.
3: It would be awesome if I could come up with an example of that. Maybe. Wait, and the
5: villain is Dave Bautista.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So they oh, picked like just your regular sad. unassuming, apparently he's very good in the film, and that is I think the the people who are objecting to the portrayal of like this right wing death cult being too likable are reacting to the fact that he gives a very human performance as one of them, hmm. and yeah, so i don't I don't know that this is going to to like derail his career in any way but he can know. always
5: go back to wrestling.
3: He could. I think he's gonna be a like an Oscar nominated actor at one point. <laughs> That's <laughs> I think a, so a weird too. take. But I think <laughs> for he's this a movie really good. for knock at the cabin. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, somehow they're gonna go back and be like Oh, I guess it did come out and Yeah, so he's there's still hope that he mm-hmm. will be nominated mm-hmm. for an Oscar. There's
5: buzz. We're starting the buzz. Yeah, this is how it, it begins in here. media.
3: Yeah. And then the other big horror movie release is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, uh, a film that we s- kind of seized on when we first heard about it and the trailer dropped. And this is basically the result of Winnie the Pooh, the original stories by A.A. A. Milne, passing into the public domain. Like, so they are now 100 years old. They are up for grabs like Peter Pan and the... I wanted to say the Wright brothers, but the, the Brothers Grimm, the Bible <laughs> classics, <laughs> you know. and And so somebody had the idea, OK, I'm going to take Winnie the Pooh and make him the slasher in a horror movie. When you see the trailer, it looks like it's just some dude in a Winnie the Pooh mask that also doesn't look that much like Winnie the Pooh to the point that you suspect that they spoke to a lawyer, and the lawyer was like, I actually don't know if, if this is going to be okay. <laughs> which,
5: because some of it came from Disney.
3: Right, yeah. Yeah,
5: not the books, yeah.
3: Yeah, so that's why Winnie the Pooh was not allowed to wear a red shirt in the film, because... Mm-hmm. He does the- wear
5: a red cap with white writing on it, which I thought was weird.
4: Yeah. But- <laughs> Did you see the movie, Amy? <laughs>
5: No, I just wish he was a Maga Winnie the Pooh. Oh, I, oh
3: okay. Wow, that's he a, does kind so of give Maga Winnie the Pooh vibes, though. <laughs> like the in in the shots that I've seen from the trailer, the movie's out. Everyone seems to hate it. It is made by a filmmaker who is like a hobbyist. It would appear like he very recently was just like worked for an electricity company in the UK, or like I, I think they've actually private or nationalized it. So. Like, he was a government bureaucrat working in electricity and, like, making movies on the side. And so he just, like, got to this idea first and was, you know, a a corporation is not going to, like, anyone who is part of an organization with a legal department is probably not going to be the first to an idea like this, which is how I think this ended up happening. But, yeah, they... (laughs) the reviews aren't great but it it does just raise the question of like what are what are we going to get next i I mean
4: look again this is well i don't even know if this is hollywood ingenuity but this is some kind of ingenuity though i don't hate the idea i the execution i I heard is bad but i think maybe it's just because i like bear media famously uh as a as yeah, a paddington, yeah. paddington s- stand Stan. and i like one of the poo cocaine bear i already have a ticket to see cocaine bear Friday, no th- thursday night like the night Amazing. before it officially opens wow i'm ecstatic yeah. about these bears
5: <laughs> i'm fine with the idea i am afraid for what else we're going to get when they're when their time comes but i Never been a big Christopher Robin fan. So if he, like, goes after Christopher, fine. Like, uh, just never was about him. You know, I don't mm-hmm. give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> you're an yeah. annoying kid. You're spoiled. Right. And yeah. your bear now has a thirst for blood.
3: <laughs> right. I mean, I think it's... I, I agree that, like, I in theory, it sounds like a good... Idea Like, uh, the Winnie the Pooh characters all seem to have, like, different problems going on. You know, Piglet Mm. definitely suffers from, like, generalized anxiety disorder. (laughs) Tigger is manic. A meth head. Yeah, (laughs) Tigger is on meth. And, like, there's also, like, so the premise of this is apparently that, like, Christopher Robin, when he grew up, was like, all right, I'm not going to go back to the Hundred Acre Wood anymore because I'm... I, I, I don't have an imagination anymore. And then he returns and realizes they were real and are now, like, feral and, like, eating each other and killing. And, like, that's... And then Winnie the Pooh, the killer feral, there is released into the world, which is basically the premise of, like, Toy Story 3, like, kind of. Or it's, like, got a <laughs> lot of the same ideas in there. Yeah, as no, like, totally. You know, like, the the idea of, like, kids moving on from the their childhood imagination, like the the most <laughs> depressing moments in the movie Inside Out. Like, it, it's a thing <laughs> that <laughs> Pixar has touched on repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And but never it's... made it a
4: horror movie. Chucky,
3: so... exactly. trau- trau- the
5: Child's Play franchise. Right. <laughs> Do we know how long this movie is? Because it's the kind of thing where I'm like, if you're respectively, you know, 80, 90 minutes, great. Yeah. If this is two plus hours long, I'm already annoyed because it's I think it's a fine idea. But like, I don't want to see it for
4: that long.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right.
4: I would guess it's like 83 minutes. That's my I'll put money on it. Hour hour 40 40?
5: All right.
4: (sighs) You know, I hope 10 minutes of that is credits because.
3: (laughs) My guess based on like based on the trailer and I'll have to watch the movie to like figure out if this is accurate but like i i had the sense based on the trailer that this was just a slasher movie in which the slasher wore a winnie the pooh ish mask because like that that appears to be what is hat like it's a human in a winnie the pooh mask and then like people were like, oh, they're making a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. That's so fucked up. And they like reshot a bunch of scenes to like add the stuff about Christopher Robin like going back to the Hundred Acre Wood to like make it actually Winnie the Pooh who's doing the murdering. Uh-huh. And maybe that's where some of the runtime problems would come in. Is that mm-hmm. they had to... uh, But he does use E.R.'s tail to whip a shirtless Christopher Robin at one point.
5: Oh, Oh. sounds kind of hot. Is Christopher Robin ripped?
3: (laughs) That's it. The the review doesn't mention that, but that is the question that is bagged by that description. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
5: No one's seen Cocaine Bear yet. It's
3: not
4: out at the time of this recording.
3: As of this recording, it's not out.
5: Oh, well... (laughs) I know someone who saw it in Omaha last night. So. Oh, really? Disagree.
3: <laughs> yeah. What is this like magical movie world in <laughs> Omaha where they don't have AMC theaters and movies come out a week early? That's great.
5: I know. I have no idea, but he definitely saw it last night. And I, I mean, I do think it's kind of cool that it's like that TikTok comedian who complained about his IKEA job in a funny way. And yes.
4: Like... <laughs> What's his name? I'm Scott. Like, Scott Stranger. size, Yeah. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. I mean I'm happy for him. That's cool. It's a good start. <laughs>
3: it's- oh yeah, he's in Cocaine Bear, right. He's like yeah. the opening shot of the trailer. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> yeah. plays
4: like an EMT or something.
3: Yeah, I do. Something to- Keep waiting for him to be like when he sees the cocaine bear. Be like, "All right, listen up, bear!" Yeah. He, dun, dun, like, his, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, like the, <laughs> the music to come in, for him to turn, turn to camera.
5: I keep waiting for him to turn and be sponsored by IKEA and just take the bag. <laughs> yes, and be you like, should. "Sorry,
3: <laughs> sorry, everyone, I was
5: kidding." <laughs>
3: yeah, why would he have anxiety? He's you know. So it's a perfectly normal system where you criticize the labor practices of the thing, but then like <laughs> <When> the you... <laughs> only feasible option yeah. for you to get to eat is to be sponsored by them.
5: Uh, yeah. It's a cool world. You can only make so many cocaine bears. That's right. Maybe Cocaine Bear and Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey are both about climate change, if you really think about it.
3: <sighs> it's You know, it's, the earth and, and...
5: rising up and murdering us back.
3: Yes. Murder us back. Whoa. Daddy. Mm-hmm. The it is interesting bears hibernate, you know their polar bears are famously a symbol of like the the mess that climate change has caused and and now we're getting horror multiple horror movies about bears so
4: and who knows what direction Paddington Three is going to take?
3: We really don't know. <laughs> I, we have some ideas that mm-hmm. I believe you pitched them, Caitlin, yeah, yeah, but yeah. no no indication yet if they've, if de- they've gone with that.
5: <laughs> he doesn't eat marmalade anymore, just pills, just opiates.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. People are really into uh, bears on drugs.
4: Yeah, no more honey for Pooh Bear, no more marmalade for Paddington. It's only cocaine diet from here on out. Yeah.
3: So there, the original version of Mickey Mouse is about to enter the public domain. The filmmaker behind Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, apparently already has a Bambi and a Peter Pan slasher ready to go. Which wow. We'll, we'll see. I, I'm assuming it's just <laughs> a slasher film with people wearing masks of those based on the <laughs> Winnie the Pooh thing. Like it's, it's got a,
4: like a $400 budget. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That, that kind of is how it feels. Anyways, Amy... As always, such a pleasure having you on the so Daily fun. Zeitgeist. Lovely Where can to see people you both. find you, follow you, all that good stuff.
5: Oh yeah, follow me on Instagram at Amy Miller Comedy and then my website's just Amy dot com. If you want to see if I'm coming to your town, I go to all kinds of towns all the time. Amazing. Chances are good if you live in a town. I'll be there.
3: <laughs> towns. Towns are or really a city your or thing. a village or <laughs> <laughs> Always noticed that town, cities, and villages like any. Well, that's like what of level yeah. I'm
5: at. I'm at the town level of comedy success. <laughs> I've graduated from Hamlets and <laughs> mm, <laughs> Islands,
3: small private islands. <laughs> yeah. Is there a tweet or some work of media you've been enjoying?
5: Oh, yeah. This tweet from. Yucky Tom, who I don't I don't know him. I've never seen him on Twitter, but I retweeted a couple days ago. A couple years ago, my buddy explained to me how killing yourself with an oven worked. Before that, I thought Sylvia Plath just cooked her head.
3: <laughs> and I got re- retweeted in a lot of this because... <laughs> There's like this study on suicide called the British coal gas study that where when they got rid of that gas in ovens, like suicide went down. So the theory is that like suicide is all about opportunity and it's not always like a thing where anyways, it's a big, long, like gun control argument. Oh, please
5: send it to me because you don't know this about me, but I love reading suicide studies. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I like to study the trends. I don't want to do it myself. But yeah, yeah, I'm interested.
3: It's it's super interesting. I talk about it way too much, and but people <laughs> have confused that, like because things just get like loosely associated in people's mind. They're like, oh yeah, Jack likes cold gas oven suicides, <laughs> and so <laughs> everybody just <laughs> sent me that article, like like I'm a fan of that. This is why
5: we're thing.
4: friends. <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's
3: right.
4: There's a c- callback gaslighting joke here. Mm. There we oh, quite... go. If
5: anybody was a comedian here, we get really it, Mom. <laughs> <God>. too bad.
3: <laughs> yeah. We're we're actually gonna be working that out. I've I've started a flow chart and we'll we'll have something for you in the coming days.
4: <laughs> Thank you. Awesome.
3: <laughs> Caitlin, pleasure having you.
4: Thank you so much for having me.
3: Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? And is there a tweet or work of media
4: you've been enjoying? You bet. And I'll start with that. (laughs) You bet. I love
5: your Molly Shannon NPR voice. You bet.
4: (laughs) (laughs) The tweet I've been enjoying is from young me mayor at YM Mayer on Twitter says, I respect my brain because sometimes it's all you're too much, but sometimes it goes, you're not enough. That's (laughs) called range. (laughs) (laughs) Sad one. (laughs) Um, and then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin Durante. You can listen to my podcast that I co host with Jamie Loftus called The Bechtel Cast, where we examine movies through an intersectional feminist lens.
1: Yeah, yeah.
6: Whee!
3: Amazing. One of the best podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Uh, Louis Verkel tweeted, If you're ever in a sudden blackout, the first thing you need to do is yell my diamonds. And that's just facts <laughs> that I would try to incorporate. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where Foot we we'll link off to the information hey, that we talked about <laughs> in today's episode, as us. well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Super producer Justin, is there a song that you think people might enjoy?
4: Yeah, uh, considering that the topics were pretty heavy and talking about depression and whatnot, uh, I wanted to leave you all with a very happy song. This is a California artist called Dinya. She is uh, severely underrated in my opinion. you probably heard this song in like a commercial or a TV show or something. The song is called Easy Baby. It's exactly how it sounds. Dinya kind of describes herself as like pastel R&B artist, which I couldn't find a better Mm -hmm. vibe for that because it's got this kind of like electronic dream pop vibe it's very relaxing it sounds like you know sipping mai tais or pina coladas on the beach so uh check out this song easy baby by dinya you can find that in the footnotes
3: footnotes all right well the daily Zeitgeist is a production of iheartradio for more podcasts from iheartradio visit the iheartradio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that's going to do it for us this morning we are back this afternoon to tell you what is trending and we'll talk to you all then bye bye
0: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop.
2: MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is